coffee maker. She sighed in the deeply profound fashion reserved for drama queens, and then flounced off. Thankfully, the brew machine was on the other side of the diner, so I wouldn't have to listen to any more of her jawing. I grabbed the cleaner and paper towels and started wiping down counters and tables. No one was in the diner tonight, not even old Mr. Sanders, who usually wouldn't go home until we did. I had to admit I was worried he hadn't shown up. But every so often he dealt with the gout and stayed home. I decided to check on him, though, after we closed up. I didn't have a car. Not many of us did. But there was no crime in Bleed City. No lurching, sex-starved killers jumping out of the bushes. So we tended to walk. Everything in Bleed City was within five miles of everything else. It took time to get from here to there, but it was no real burden. Thirty or so minutes later, we'd finished our chores and prepped everything for the morning shift. Casey had kept her mouth shut the whole time, and I was grateful. Truth was, I was a big ol' anxious mess about the choosing. They called us mates or wives or whatever, but it still sounded like slavery to me. And the kicker? Werewolves wanted their females as pure as the driven snow. That's exactly what a young virgin needed. Some big hairy man driving himself into her with his, his, penis. I felt myself blush to the roots of my hair. I was raised chaste and virginal, same as my sisters. Sex was not something we discussed ever. My parents were good people with kind hearts. They also had firm rules about behavior. Going to nursing school had opened my eyes about human bodies, but I was still uncomfortable with the idea of physical intimacy. I'd been raised in such a staid and proper household; it was difficult to think about the word sex without wanting to throw myself at a Bible. Ready? Casey had changed into jeans, a t-shirt, and Nikes. She put on her hoodie and heaved her purse over her shoulder. She studied my hair, some of which had escaped its ponytail. And then dropped her gaze over my stained waitress dress. She even took three seconds to judge my shoes, which were comfortable but ugly. Are you crabby about the werewolves because you're afraid you won't get picked? It's not like you'll have to take a scruffer. Scruffers were the weakest members of the werewolf pack. They had some uses, so they weren't outright killed. But it was rare that they merited mates. They had to settle for whatever scraps were handed to them by the stronger members, whether it was clothes or food, or women. I put on my jacket and stuffed my wallet into a pocket. Casey walked out first. I switched off the lights and then followed her, turning briefly to lock the door. Are you? She persisted as we stood outside. Am I what? She sighed as if she'd been talking calculus to a four-year-old. Are you afraid you won't get chosen? I hope I don't. Her eyes widened. Don't say things like that, Arabelle Winton. I know you never expected to be part of the choosing, but you're doing right by the town, by all of us. Even though Casey and I were only four years apart, I still felt like I was older, older than the whole world. Sometimes, I was exhausted. And all I wanted was a hot bath and a good night's sleep. Oh, I don't mean anything by it. Go on home, honey. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. All right then. Bye, Arabelle. Bye. 
I watched her disappear down Main Street. I sighed. Despite the sturdiness of my shoes, my feet ached something fierce. The whole of me was bone-tired. Still, it would only take five minutes to make sure Mr. Sanders was okay. I headed toward the Bleed City Library. Mr. Sanders had been the town librarian until arthritis and old age made the job too difficult. He still lived in the tiny cottage on the property, though. No one had the heart to make him move. Not even the new librarian, Mr. Richards. He'd taken the room above Aunt Lila's antiques, rather than oust Mr. Sanders from his home. The little house was eerily dark and still. I swear the hair on the back of my neck stood straight up as I approached. I stopped, studying the square structure to see what had raised my hackles, but after a moment of listening and watching, I had no proof to sustain my worry.